Destination Medicine is a joint project of the regional training hubs. This podcast series brings you medical students' accounts of their experiences in applying to study medicine. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. When Laura Beaumont announced that she was pursuing a career as a doctor, she had unqualified support from those around her, from her parents, her friends, her teachers and the community. In fact, she would be the first from her school to be accepted into medicine. However, had Laura taken the advice from one person, whose very job it was to give support, and whose advice was for her to perhaps aim for a more achievable career goal, Laura may never have even applied to study as a doctor. Fortunately, Laura ignored that advice and followed her passion anyway. Just as well, she's now thriving as a third-year medical student at the University of Western Sydney. You'll hear shortly Laura's experience with the application and submission processes and her own advice for those thinking of applying. First, she tells Chris Ashmore that medicine's something she's always been drawn to. I've loved science and learning everything I can about the human body, but I'm the type of person that really craves that human connection, so medicine was the perfect combination of those two. A few experiences when I was growing up as well really shaped my desire to pursue a career as a doctor. When I was 13, I broke my elbow at some cattle stockyards, actually, and the medical team that looked after me throughout the surgery was all female, which I thought was really, really cool and sort of just, I guess, inspired me and made me realise that we can do this as well as women. Another experience was when I was about 16, one of the workers on my neighbour's property suffered a cardiac arrest and I was part of the group of people trying to revive him, which unfortunately it wasn't successful, but that was just another reminder of sort of how important having medical skills is in a rural environment. So that further inspired me again. Did you ever consider other health professions aside from being a doctor? Honestly, I really didn't, no. I have always loved a challenge and when I saw that medicine was the hardest to get into, that's what I sort of set my sights on. Uh, Looking back now, if I didn't make medicine on my first attempt in getting in, I probably would have really enjoyed paramedicine as well. But at the time, no, that wasn't something that I had considered. Did you tell anyone at the time, like your school teachers or your friends, of your goal to be a doctor? And if so, what was their reaction? <laughs> I did, actually. I, I told everyone so that that way I would be forced to try my best because the whole town knew, basically. Everyone was super supportive. Probably I didn't have the most supportive reaction from my careers advisor. She told me maybe aim for nursing because that would be a bit more achievable. But again, that's like waving a red flag to a bull. I was just spurred on by that. And everyone else was super supportive. All of my teachers set aside extra time for me to either come in early or see them at lunch times if I needed extra help. My family were incredible. I just, I had a really great supportive network. That is great to have that support. And speaking of support, did you have a a mentor or someone who gave you guidance regarding your career before you were accepted into medicine? I actually didn't know a single doctor 
in my personal life before I got into medicine. My mum is a speech pathologist and that's about the closest to any health profession we have in my family or friend group. I did have a really good PE teacher in year 12 who really, I guess, created a love for the human body within me. So she was probably the most, I guess, inspiring person that helped me towards my goal. But in terms of actual doctors or nurses, I didn't, didn't know anyone. Well, it hasn't stopped you. Um, when you decided to apply for medicine, what were your first steps? And did you map out a plan? I wouldn't say I, I sat down and physically mapped a plan, but there always was one in the back of my mind. I think the first thing that I did when I started considering medicine was making sure that my subject selection in year 11 and 12, so choosing things like biology and chemistry and PE that were all sort of designed to help in a health-related field. Next from that would be, well, back then was the UMAT, so that's the undergraduate medical admissions test. So I did a lot of research into what kind of a test that was. I did what I could to prepare in terms of study and things like that. And then after that, I really got into a lot of research about the different unis, the different degrees on offer, what programs I thought would suit me. And then finally, I applied for medicine at a whole bunch of different places. And I got a couple of interviews. So then I went back to the drawing board and started working on my interview skills. And then after that, I was fortunate enough to get an offer. So accepted my place. For anyone who's listening to this that's thinking of applying, do you have any tips, any words of advice about the application or selection processes? Absolutely. I'd like to preface it by saying that it is quite a long and drawn out process. And so if you go into it knowing that, it will be a lot easier because there'll be months at a time where you're just waiting for the next stage. In terms of advice, definitely do your research on all aspects of the selection process and the different unis and where you can, if you're able to do a preparation course for say the UCAT or the interviews or anything like that, any extra preparation you can do on top, it's an investment in your future really. So it's definitely worthwhile pursuing. And did you enter medicine through any specific entry pathway, for example, rural or Indigenous? I applied to a few different unis, some through a rural pathway and some through a regular pathway. I did end up getting an offer through the rural pathway at Western Sydney, which is where I am currently. And that was a fantastic experience. So definitely, if you're eligible for those pathways, I'd recommend that you that you go along them. Now, your older brother had a career in building and construction. What made him change his mind about that career to uh, want to study medicine? He did. It's quite the career change. So my brother, Reese, he's a few years older than me. He left high school not really sure on what he wanted to do. He was always a very hands-on type of guy. Ended up with a, as he said, an apprenticeship in carpentry and joinery which he's finished and he's a fully qualified carpenter now, but he's seen my journey into medicine and how much satisfaction I've got from, I guess, the patient interactions, as well as how much the mental challenge has extended me. And he's assessed the situation and taken a step back and just thought, you know, that's what I want to do. I don't want to be, 
you know, just building houses the rest of my life, I'd like to head down that health pathway as well. Well, it goes to show that you can transition into medicine after doing something else. There's no barrier to that, really, is there? Absolutely not. I have friends in medicine who have come from being snowboard instructors, from being accountants. My brother's trying to get in as a carpenter. There's really, there's no set pathway into medicine. And I think that's what makes it so great is that we all bring unique life experience. So even if you're mid-30s in a completely different career, if it's what you're passionate about, you can go for it and you'll be rewarded. Absolutely. Now, you're in a direct entry or undergraduate program. You would have been required to sit the University Clinical Aptitude Test, or UCAT. What's involved with this exam? Definitely. So the UCAT is a very important step. My entry process was just slightly different in that I was the last year of the UMAT, but they're still very similar tests, and my brother's just sat the UCAT, so I'm well-versed on all things about it. As for the type of test, it really gets a good idea of the way that you think. It will ask questions on things like human interactions. It will ask you to solve different puzzles and problem solve. There's a few logical reasoning questions. A very broad range of things that they like to test under a time-pressured environment as well. So it's very important to remain calm and cool under pressure. I sat my UMAT at the University of Newcastle at the Great Hall. It's a a big affair, I would say. There's a lot of people that turn out for it, so be prepared for that and don't be intimidated by it. And it takes about three hours the whole process, I'd say. Did you have to sit interviews as part of the application process? I did. So I sat interviews with two different universities, both of them used the same format, which is the mini modified interviews. So there's eight stations and you rotate through them. So you get 10 minutes at each station and they all ask something slightly different. It can be things from acting scenarios to see how you would respond to a person in emotional distress. It can be things such as viewing graphs and interpreting information really quickly and being able to translate that into layman's terms. Questions on your motivation as to why you want to become a doctor. I remember there was one really tricky station where they got you to solve two puzzles at the same time and then continually flip an egg timer as well. So it was multitasking under pressure and using your brain. So they're really just trying to work out who's switched on And who's a nice person? It's not something to be scared of. No one ever performs perfectly within these interviews. But if you can show up, have good conversation skills, demonstrate empathy, you'll be absolutely fine. And what do you remember about the interviews? How did you prepare for it? Preparation for the interviews is something that each person tackles slightly differently. For me, I found that I was only 18 when I was going through this process And I guess I was intimidated by the idea of having to go in and talk to strangers who were very high up in their fields in the medical world. So I actually found that the best preparation for me was talking to strangers at my job. So I was working at Bunnings at the time and every customer I could have the opportunity with, 
I'd strike up a conversation about anything and everything and just really work on those conversation skills. And that made me feel a lot more comfortable actually going into the interview. Now, you're studying at a rural clinical school campus. Has your clinical experience been different to your previous metropolitan placements? And if so, in what way? So I'm currently still at the Campbelltown campus for Western Sydney. I have had a rotation up to the Lismore Rural Clinical School. And next year, I'm planning on going out to Bathurst for the year. In terms of the differences between metro and rural, I noticed a few when I headed up to Lismore. Definitely the size of the hospital was a big factor. Campbelltown is massive and I think Ballina has about 30 beds, so it was a big adjustment. With that, I found that by the end of my five-week rotation at Ballina, I think everyone in the hospital knew who I was. It was an amazing community, I guess, feeling that Ballina Hospital had, which I hadn't experienced in Campbelltown. And it was a really nice, supportive learning environment. So I've heard from other students that Bathurst is quite similar. So I'm very much looking forward to going out there next year. Oh, terrific. What's one piece of advice you wish you were given before starting your medical journey? Hmm. I think to enjoy the journey that you're on. As I've become aware throughout my years in medicine, everyone is at a different point in life. Everyone's on a slightly different path. And I remember thinking that there was one way into medicine. I had to go from high school straight in. If I didn't, that would be a failure. And that's so not the case. I think everyone just has to really appreciate each step of their path to becoming a doctor. There are a lot of different study techniques. How did you find the right one for you? Now, that's definitely a process of trial and error. I remember at the start of first year, I tried to handwrite all of my lecture notes, which is extremely difficult when you're having about oh, over 10 lectures a week and just so time consuming. So I think you get really good at picking out important information synthesizing it, summarizing it, and then using that to study with. Well, final question, Laura. What is it about medicine that you could perhaps never prepare for? I think the thing in medicine that you can never prepare for is the thing that pulls most of us towards medicine in the first place, and that's the human aspect of it. I think it's all well and good to go into it with the idea of, oh, I'm going to help people when they're down in their lowest of lows. But until you're confronted with a family that's in mourning because they've just lost a parent or someone with a seriously sick or injured child, just the emotions that are in play during those situations, there's something that you can never really prepare for. And it's something that you just have to go in accepting that you won't know how the situation will play out and you really just have to roll with the punches regardless of what's happening. That's Laura Beaumont, third-year medical student at the University of Western Sydney. We trust you've enjoyed this episode of Destination Medicine, a joint project of the regional training hubs. The hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Programme.